You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Back BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a... Thursday, as we get set for Game 1 of the NBA Finals tonight between the Warriors and the Celtics, the uh, Warriors are a four-point favorite in Game 1 here. And joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line to talk about all things NBA Finals. And, yeah, we'll talk some College World Series as well. He's from FanDuel, Valley Sports West, the Power Rank. He's everywhere. He's Eddie Gross. He's with us right now. And it's interesting, uh, as we look at the NBA Finals, most talking heads feels like the Warriors are the side that they're taking here. You look at some of the numbers, some of the projections, ESPN, FPI, um, and then 538. Both have overwhelming the Celtics as the as the favorite. And I was looking this morning, actually, 538 forecast game-by-game spreads. They have the Celtics as they should be the favorite in every game. What, what do you make of this series? Because a lot of people say Warriors. The numbers seem to say Celtics. I think Boston has a real chance. What do you think? This is my favorite show here because we are jumping right on in with why these analytic models have some shortcomings even though analytics it's a beautiful thing obviously because it's my jam but these models do have some deficiencies and i think it's in large part because we do know what steph and draymond can do together when you look at their combinations on the floor uh, in, in terms of plus minus you know real adjusted plus minus anything you want to look at they, they're absolutely elite points per possession they've been absolutely elite when they're on the floor together the problem is in this regular season they haven't been on the floor very much and so there's been a personnel issue in terms of having good clean quality data which models can use to actually put up something that's accurate we know what they're capable of together. I mean, heck, you look at the early years of this dynasty for the Warriors and their probabilities, you know, with these similar models. Granted, they've been fine tuned between then and now, but they didn't really give the Warriors that great of a chance because in large part, they were looking at the regular season as more of an opportunity to fine tune things, make some adjustments, whatever the case may be. And so I genuinely believe that this is something where the matchup and looking at smaller sample sizes in terms of key combinations combinations and lineups. I think that's going to be more predictive than, say, something that looks at the regular season uh, as a whole. And that's one of the big reasons why I feel like that the Warriors can cover this number, despite what the models may say, in large part because all of the key indicators that we do know matter a good bit, rest being more important than rust, how many minutes, how many physical grueling minutes these guys have played, how many playoff games you've played, you know, that wears down guys, things like that. All of those things reporting in the Warriors' direction. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that things can't happen in terms of adjustments that might me change me might, might make me change my mind and say Boston can win the series. But at least in Game One, there are too many factors and too many adjustments that Steve Kerr may have to where I feel like that they can cover this number. 
Oh, Eddie Gross out of the gate just hits me over the head with a mallet. Favorite <laughs> show is Joe Giglio on the show. Uh, let's let's talk more about those adjustments a little bit. Experience. Warriors, 123 NBA Finals games. Experience. Boston Celtics, zero games with their new head coach. I, well, not new at this juncture. How important is that? I don't think it's that big of a deal here. I, I do think that when it comes to, say, that the long-term macrocosmic view, it may matter in terms of how you handle earlier series. But once you get to this point, I feel like that the wear and tear on the bodies, I think that matters a good bit more. I think it's one of the reasons why it's probably better when you know you are a favorite in a series to try and work out other guys and sort of figure out fine-tune adjustments and, and random combinations. I think that matters a good bit more in the earlier series. But once you finally get to this point, I really don't think experience matters all that much. And so I think from Boston's perspective, you know, you look at the size that they have on the wings, for instance, uh, how much more physically imposing that they can be in a series like this going up against a smaller lineup that the Warriors may have. I think that physicality, if, say, they are fresh, I, I do think that's going to pose a problem and may extend this series. But in terms of the overall experience, it doesn't matter that much. So what do you think about first quarter Moneyline Warriors um, at home, all the rest? Is that something you'd be looking at? I actually think that Boston may come out of the gates and have a stronger start in this one in large part because I think what makes Golden State such an impressive dynasty is what they do with halftime adjustments and the third quarter. They they absolutely dominated it, the last championship that they earned, and I feel like that they've been doing that a good bit in these playoffs. You can see what they did against the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. All of the great halftime adjustments they made was why that series was never really close to begin with. Even the game that they gave up, it was still pretty much what they did in the third quarter that's what makes the dub so special uh, you know Steve Kerr is one of the great coaching geniuses because he can look at a game and no matter what deficit the dubs may have they will find a way to make it interesting late and I feel like that that will probably be the pace of a game like this where the Warriors will ultimately cover the overall number but if there are some first quarter value plays to be had for Boston I would definitely go that route. Ed, when it comes to how you see this game, these games playing out tonight, the total is 213.5, both really good defense days. You mentioned Draymond Green. Boston's been the best defense league probably all year, but certainly since January. What are you feeling here? Because we have some great scorers as well. Steph Curry's as good of a shooter, I mean, the best shooter ever. Obviously, Tatum could score and drop 30, 40, whenever that, that can happen with him. Do you anticipate a lower scoring series? Do you think that the stars will get their points and will get over these numbers? What are you thinking on that? I think it will ultimately be a lower scoring series, but for this first game, I like the over a good bit. And whenever there's a total out there, first thing that I do is look at pace numbers. And one thing that we haven't talked about, and a lot of this will involve whatever news may come out between now and tip-off, but who is actually going to be playing for the Warriors? You know, what is Otto Porter's status? Uh, what's Gary Payton's second status? You know, Andre Iguodala is another wild card here. When you look specifically at Porter and Payton, they increase the pace whenever they're on the floor. And especially in terms of that second wave, giving the starters some rest, I do feel like that Golden State can kind of maintain uh, that all over 
overall offensive prowess. I also feel like that Boston, over the course of the game, may come out a little bit flat. What that may do is create some sloppy passing among the wings to where I feel like that Golden State can get some steals, force some turnovers, those kinds of things, and increase the pace a little bit with what they can do with that transition offense. Granted, we haven't seen it a lot in these playoffs, but I feel like that we know enough to say that they can run and keep things interesting as far as that's concerned. So I feel like the transition offense that they can create, especially in the second half, is ultimately why I like the over. Smart has done a great job on Steph uh, over the last five to six years. Do you think that continues? Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I don't know, given all the switching that I think Boston will be required to do, that it's going to be smart basically you know, doing these one-on-one matchups. I think they're going to have to get way more creative as far as that's concerned. Not to mention, I do know that Boston understands what the back cuts can do as far as those, you know, th- those second, third-tier guys and what they're capable of doing in terms of the paint down low and making Steph Curry more of an assist guy than, say, a scorer. I do feel like that if you're looking at Steph Curry's scoring props, they will probably be suppressed a little bit because a Curry is not as great of a three-point shooter as he has been throughout this dynasty but he's been a better assist guy and generating offense other ways and so in terms of what he can do as a scorer I'm not expecting great numbers out of him but I feel like that everyone else will be better contributors as a result I'm glad you brought that up because earlier in the show we were talking about um, Steph Curry assists perhaps over five and a half. He, he's gone over that quite often. Um, is that something you would take a look at and consider? Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And I think that's in large part because I, this, this seems like the kind of game where it's going to be one of those unheralded stars probably stepping up, Make it maybe a Jordan Poole or a Wiggins or someone like that, uh, you know, especially if you're a DFS player. Uh, you know, maybe make Poole or Wiggins, say, a captain, for instance, and, you know, see if you can f- do a little game theory as far as that's concerned. But, it's, but specifically when you're talking about scoring, I do feel like that, you know, Curry will be generating his offense through other guys, and I think that's going to have a much bigger impact, at least when it comes to this first game. Now, eventually, you know, the stars shine and eventually Curry is going to get his. But I think in this first game, you can be a little bit more creative as far as that's concerned and definitely go with the over assists. And what's your expectation for a series here in terms of, of how long? We've 
we had a guest on the show yesterday. I thought this could end in five for the Warriors. I think it's a long series either way. I understand the Warriors are the favorite. They probably win, but I, I think Boston has a chance. But in terms of games played, in terms of how long this series goes, what's your anticipation there? I think it's one of those things, you know, to sort of roundabout get to the answer here. I, I think this is one of those series where the road team will have more advantages than, say, what we would normally give them credit for. I do think that Golden State can win this one going away in game one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Boston counters with the physicality having a little bit of extra rest, you know, three days between games one and two. I feel like that's going to help them a good bit, you know, especially with Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, those kinds of guys probably needing a few extra days to, to get back to where they want to be health-wise. But I also know that Golden State State can certainly shoot the lights out uh, no matter where they're playing. And that's going to matter a good bit in this series. And so I feel like that if you're going to bet on, say, an overall outcome of the series, maybe have the winning team clenching on the road, you may find a little bit of value there. And so to me, Golden State winning in six probably feels the most comfortable to me. So instead of saying the series will go six games, say Warriors four to two, uh, that's probably the best way to go. So I'm hearing Ed say Golden State and Steph MVP. Steph is probably going to win it. I think there's some value with Clay Thompson for some reason. And this is when you get to the narrative-based conversation, right? There's some reason why Steph has not won a finals MVP yet. And I wonder if there's still a level of disrespect for him that he's just nothing more than a three-point shooter, that somehow that tarnishes his legacy or whatever it is. And so you look at uh, Clay at 22 to 1, Draymond at 22 to 1. Heck, if this becomes a defensive slugfest, I wouldn't be surprised to say you go after the best defender. Draymond's certainly great on ball. Clay has had a really good defensive rating these playoffs. I feel like there's some value there as well, though I definitely feel like that Steph probably will get one eventually. Let's shift to baseball. Angels and Otani on the mound at the Yankees. Um, versus Nestor Cortez. What are your thoughts on this matchup tonight? At some point, the schneid has to end for the Angels. It has been absolutely rough in terms of, okay, so last season, the Angels had a bullpen, but not starting pitching. Now, the pitching is great, but now the bullpen is having some question marks. And at some point, I think that levels out, and Otani is having such a phenomenal start to the season as far as pitching is concerned that even a vaunted Yankees offense uh, will not be able to figure him out. And I feel like that Otani and the Angels will get back on the right track. Ed Egros joining us here, talking finals, a little Major League Baseball. And, Ed, we have the College World Series and the regional seating up here, and we had to talk about this with you. So, Tennessee, you brought them up before. They're down to plus mm-hmm. 250 here. Are they still your team? And, and do you have anyone else you're looking at, maybe down the board a little bit, in terms of College World Series futures here? Yeah, in terms of a value play, I think all the value is pretty much gone as far as Tennessee is concerned. And not to mention that, yeah, getting to the College World Series, getting to Omaha, yeah, certainly the best teams certainly get there, no doubt about it. You may have one random or two, and and that's fine. But definitely I think Tennessee will at least get to Omaha at the very minimum. But then things get a little bit uncertain after you get to that point. And so I think all the value betting on Tennessee was supposed to happen at the start of the season. One team that I've been looking at as far as probability 
abilities are concerned, I think Virginia Tech has an interesting path. And I know it's a very random team. Like, we haven't talked about them very much. But when you look at who they have in that regional, I think that's very favorable for them. And then you look at who they would face in the Super Regional. I think it's more of a wild card. You have Florida and Oklahoma out in that regional as well. Someone, someone random perhaps could come in. Path matters a lot when it comes to the NCAA tournament, basketball, baseball, no matter what it is. And I think Virginia Tech could be a team with an easier path, and we'll see what happens with them. Okay, very good. Any other teams that stand out with uh, advantageous paths after we saw the bracket reveal on Monday? And what are some things that people should look at? If you're going to jump in, you haven't been watching college baseball this year, what are the most important things to consider, whether you're making bets, futures bets, or game by game? If there's a way to kind of look up park dimensions, I think that matters a good bit. It seems to me, and maybe I'm dead wrong about this, but it seems to me that the the regional sites tend to be larger parks. And so maybe you're not looking for power hitters as much. Maybe you're looking for not necessarily teams that manufacture offense per se, but those who can play in a number of different venues and they're still consistently good offensively, you know, as far as that's concerned. I think as far as any other teams, you know, Oregon State is probably one that jumps out. I feel like that path is a little bit easier and they've been good all season long. And hey, they've got the pedigree. I mean, they've won championships before. Why not go after it again? Yeah, we had a guest earlier this week who also liked the Beavers. Any other long shots? I know uh, Jake really likes Liberty. He um, he got me to bet on them. <laughs> Liberty? I, I I don't know enough about Liberty to feel comfortable with them. I mean, I I guess uh, I guess it was that hype. It was that hype video. It was the hype video at the start That's of the it. season. Jake just got it. Got yep, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the long shots will probably be in the SEC. Uh, you know, maybe look at sort of the lower tier, but maybe someone, uh, you know, I, I'm not a big recency bias guy, obviously, but, you know, maybe sort of those mid-tier SEC teams, uh, you know, see if you can find some value in one of those, and I'd probably snag them. Great stuff, Ed. We always appreciate hopping on. Ed Egros was on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com. Slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first one. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. On the other side, Ryan McDonough is going to join us, talk some NBA Finals. Former general manager in the league joins us to break down a team he worked for in the Celtics, team he knows very well in the Warriors. We'll talk NBA Finals. Ryan McDonough next, right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.